Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Evolved Healthcare. I'm Dr. Kayla Wilson, and this is our holiday advent calendar series, Tech the Halls. So today, um, we're going to talk about the intersection of technology and mental health care. And I recently came across uh, this intriguing article in the Behavioral Health Business Journal from January, and I thought, why not share and discuss how things looked as we entered this year compared to where we are today? And so this year was indeed expected to be a watershed moment for behavioral health. You know, we moved from the urgency of the pandemic to a more stable and regulated digital health environment. And the end of the pandemic really brought with it a dual challenge. The first being adhering to evolving regulations. And then the second is understanding how to innovate within those frameworks. And so this is particularly challenging in terms of telehealth and medicated not medicated, (laughs) medication-assisted treatment, um, as both are really under the microscope at this time with a heightened focus on accountability. And so the article that I was reading, um, it even mentioned that we should expect some watchdogs to keep a close eye on digital companies that are dealing with controlled substances. So for any providers listening, any founders, CEOs listening, and if you are a digital uh, healthcare company and you deal with controlled substances, well, this episode would be for you. Or if you're someone who maybe, you know, is struggling with some mental health issues, which understandably so, I mean, look at the world we live in, um, this episode is also for you because it gives you some insight into how regulations work and how they actually can either, you know, help or, (laughs) or prevent, um, getting adequate mental health care when you need it and, and how you need it. So really, truly, (laughs) this is for all, but, um, let me get back to what I was saying. Oh, I was talking about the article that I was reading. And so, yes, it talked about how there is some increased scrutiny happening um, with digital health companies, especially those handling controlled substances, but that this scrutiny is a sign of industry standards maturing. And, you know, I think that this scrutiny is essential for ensuring patient safety and also upholding ethical practices in digital health care. And so basically, because I kind of, you know, stop saying what I actually was trying to say. The moral of the story is that it's imperative to balance innovation with compliance. And this is important to ensure that digital health really continues to evolve as a responsible and effective component of behavioral health care. And we're actually seeing, you know, a significant shift toward caring for patients with serious mental illnesses or SMIs and higher acuity needs. Because this reflects a deeper understanding of the complexities of mental health and the need for more comprehensive care strategies. And, you know, the approach to treating SMIs or serious mental illnesses should really be a blend of high-tech and high-touch methods. You know, this 
this type of approach is just really crucial for effectively managing these complex conditions. And, you know, if you're new here, you will understand that I often talk about a lot that is not just about leveraging technology for efficiency, you know, or just implementing technology because we can. It's really about ensuring that this technology works in harmony with personalized hands-on care that is just so vital for treating, you know, serious mental health issues among others. And so this dual approach can lead to more effective outcomes, you know, offering a true uh, holistic treatment path that addresses both the clinical and personal dimensions of mental health care. Now let's talk about medication assisted treatment or MAT, M-A-T, in the regulatory landscape, especially the Ryan Hate Act. And for those of you who want to know, I'll also include this in the show notes, but hate is spelled H-A-I-G-H-T, the Ryan Hate Act, if you want to look this up and, you know, find out some more information on your own. But for those of you who also may be unaware, medication-assisted treatment, or MAT, is a comprehensive approach to treating substance use disorders, primarily opioid addiction. And it combines the use of FDA-approved medications with counseling and behavioral therapies, as MAT is uh, designed to normalize brain chemistry, block the euphoric effects of opioids, um, even relieve physiological cravings, and also like stabilize body functions uh, without the negative effects of the misused drug, right? That one would be using. And so the integration of medication with therapy and support really helps patients recover from addiction and decrease the potential for misuse, aiding in their journey toward long-term recovery. Now, the pandemic led to a significant relaxation of regulations, including those under the Ryan Hate Act. And the Ryan Hate Online Pharmacy Consumer Protection Act of 2008, better known as the Ryan Hate Act, um, is a critical regulation in the context of telehealth and medication-assisted treatment. And so this act was initially implemented to combat the misuse of prescription drugs that are sold over the internet as it mandated that a prescribing doctor must conduct at least one in-person medical evaluation of the patient before prescribing controlled substances online. However, due to the pandemic, this has now changed, allowing for a surge in telehealth services for Matt without any mandatory in-person medical evaluations at all before prescribing a controlled substance. And so these digital-first MAT providers really are now facing a mix of uncertainty, but also potential growth because the latest federal rule proposals in the update that just about, I think a month and a half ago, yeah, in October from the DEA and HHS indicate a move toward more structured yet expansive opportunities for telehealth. And so these developments really suggest a future where Treating substance use disorders becomes more integrated, accessible, and effective through balancing digital innovation with comprehensive regulatory standards. 
And so this past October, the DEA and HHS extended those flexibilities until December 31st of 2024, which is all the way at the end of next year. And so what does this actually mean? This means that providers have the ability to prescribe controlled substances without a prior in-person examination, first and foremost. And if they have DEA registration in one state, it allows prescriptions in any state. And so this is a significant step in the field. And, you know, I believe that we will continue to see the implications of this extension. Um, But I kind of want us to go into and chat about mergers and acquisitions or AMAs. So mergers and acquisitions in digital behavioral healthcare in the sector are reflecting two things. I think maturity and market consolidation, because while in 2021, we saw an unprecedented merger and acquisition boom, the ongoing opportunities in this space are substantial, especially as the demand for digital behavioral health services continues to grow. And So this growth is attracting sophisticated operators and private equity firms, leading to an increase in consolidation activities. And these consolidations do a number of things. You know, they can drive innovation, they can streamline services, and they can even expand access to quality care, which ultimately benefits the broader healthcare ecosystem and patients who are seeking mental health services. And speaking of mental health services, the pandemic starkly illuminated the deficiencies and gaps in pediatric behavioral health care, right? Spurring a slew of innovations in telehealth and virtual solutions, right? To help bridge these gaps. And so the response from behavioral health tech firms was and continues to be pivotal in addressing the critical shortage of pediatric mental health services. And there are significant federal and state investments we're talking billions of dollars going into um, these child-focused mental health initiatives and this influx of funding and technological innovation is a promising step toward reshaping pediatric mental health care offering more accessible and effective solutions for children who are in need of mental health support and i think that The increased investment in pediatric behavioral health in response to the pandemic is particularly vital given the the, uh, rising mental health challenges among our youth. Because the pandemic created a lot of isolation, right, combined with the escalating use of social media, and that essentially significantly increased anxiety and depression among young people. And so this situation really underscores the urgency of addressing pediatric mental health needs through innovative solutions. And by bolstering telehealth and virtual care options, we're not only attempting to expand access, but we're also adapting to the digital environments where today's youth are most active. And this approach is crucial, you know, for effectively reaching and supporting a generation that has been uniquely impacted by these unprecedented times. 
And then, so the last thing that I really want to chat about before we head out is the growing discontent around the treatment of mental health providers' workloads uh, in the behavioral health tech industry. And, you know, this is a pressing issue that needs urgent attention. And I'm hopeful that in the years to follow, we could see a turning point in how the industry actually addresses these challenges because the heavy workloads and the stress that these providers take on and are under are not only a matter of workplace fairness, but it, it also directly you know, impacts the quality of patient care. And I believe that you know, addressing these concerns is truly vital if we want to maintain a sustainable, effective, and most importantly, compassionate and empathetic behavioral health workforce. And so as we navigate these evolving landscapes, I think it's clear that technology will continue to play a pivotal role in shaping the future of behavioral health care. And so join us tomorrow as we continue our journey through Tech the Halls. And until next time, this is Dr. Kayla Wilson wishing you health, happiness, and well-being.